Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Well, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, what is the best personality profile? Now, I received this question a while back, and when I saw this question, I thought, there's really no way to answer this. Science really doesn't answer questions that are subjective in this way, like best or worst. But I did want to give it a try. And I saw an article came out in 2019, so recently, about the healthiest personality profile. So I thought, well, that's a pretty good match. And I read that article, and it's actually a very good article. And it really talked about the mental health side of personality. So what personality profile has the optimal mental health associated with it? And I thought this is one way to look at what is the best personality profile. Obviously, the word best, as I mentioned, is problematic because it's subjective. So the best personality profile would be the one that helps you to accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish the best in that moment. So any personality profile could be the best for any particular moment or task. But overall, I think looking at what is the optimal personality profile in terms of mental health is a good way to try to answer the question a little less subjective. So this article I'm talking about tried to define the optimal psychologically healthy personality profile using a few different ways, but they really relied on expert agreement. And when I was reading this article, I thought that there was no way the experts were going to agree on something this complex. I'll talk about how personality is structured here in this article in a moment. But actually, there was an incredible degree of consensus here. The experts generally agreed as to what traits and facets should be at what particular levels to represent mental health. So I thought, okay, I continued to read. And again, I found this article to be pretty fascinating. So I'm going to step back now and take a look at the five-factor model because that framework is important to understand the findings of this article. And I'm not going to go through every bit of it because I've covered it in prior videos quite a lot, but I'll try to give a good overview. So the five-factor model of personality looks at personality as being in five big traits. Sometimes they're called the big five. I remember them through the acronym OCEAN, openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And each of these five traits has six 
facets under it. Now, I won't go through all 30 facets that, of course, would be present here, but just as an example, with extroversion, we see warmth, which is friendliness, gregariousness, which is how outgoing somebody is socially. We see assertiveness, activity, excitement-seeking, and positive emotions. So those are the six facets of extroversion. And usually, the facets hold together relatively well. So if somebody was excitement-seeking, for example, we would expect them to be assertive. But sometimes you see real deviations here. Like, for example, with extroversion in this particular set of facets, I've seen many people who are high on all the facets, but they're low on positive emotions. So the facets can go in opposite directions, but again, usually we think that if somebody's high in a particular trait, then they're going to be high in most all of the facets. Now, to come up with this healthy profile, they also used a number of instruments. And one of them, of course, is an instrument that measures the five-factor model on a Likert scale from one to five. So when I talk about different scores here, if I talk about a score that's closer to one, that would be a low expression of that facet or trait. So if I'm talking about something like warmth, that would be low friendliness, like a score of one would be very unfriendly. A score of five would be very friendly. So one to five, one being the lowest, five being the highest. So with this in mind, what is the healthy personality profile that they came up with? Well, simply put, it's high in openness to experience conscientiousness, extroversion, and agreeableness, and low in neuroticism. But being more specific, looking at the facet level, it's high scores and low scores on particular facets. So if we look here at openness to experience, we see a high score near four on that five-point scale for feelings, being open to experiencing feelings, and a score of around three on fantasy. So this was a bit of a surprise to me because I thought with a healthy profile, fantasy would be a bit higher, but again, it was around a three. With conscientiousness, the competence score was high, again, around a four on extroversion, we saw high scores for warmth and positive emotions. And this really isn't surprising considering that we're talking about a profile that's supposed to be healthy in a mental health way. So you would expect positive emotions to be well represented there. Interestingly, though, with excitement seeking, the score was around a three. And of course, a three is somewhat near average, but not average. Now, with agreeableness, we saw high straightforwardness and a score of around three for modesty. So again, this was a little bit surprising. Usually we think of modesty as a particularly healthy trait, but here again, just a score of three. And with neuroticism, the facet that really stood out here was a very low score on angry hostility, about 1.77. So it's important to keep in mind here that the optimal healthy score for angry hostility wasn't a one. If somebody has no anger and no hostility, that's not healthy either. So how did the healthy personality profile compare with what they call a normative personality profile? You could just think of this as a normal or average personality. Well, there were fewer extreme facet scores on the normal personality compared to the healthy. And all of the six facets of neuroticism were higher on the normal personality as opposed to the healthy personality profile. But overall, it's important to remember that these two constructs, the healthy personality and the normative personality, were actually very similar. So we actually don't see a lot of difference between healthy and normal. And where we do see the differences, of course, would be on that neuroticism scale, as I mentioned. That's where most of the differences were 
And this makes sense. If we look at the facets of neuroticism, we see facets around being angry and depressed and anxious and impulsive. So it makes sense that the lower that those scores were, the healthier in general you would see the profile. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, another way of determining this healthy profile was not only look at how it is similar to other healthy profiles, but to look and see if it's dissimilar from profiles we know tend to be unhealthy. So they used the personality disorders out of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual and compared the healthy personality profile to the personality disorders. They wanted to see how strongly or weakly they were correlated. So in theory, if you're trying to track down and identify the healthy personality profile, the optimal healthy personality profile, it should be quite a bit different than what we see with personality disorders. That would make sense because personality disorders are considered to be pathological. So we can think about this in terms of convergent and divergent validity. So say you weren't looking at personality profiles at all, but rather you were looking at mathematical skill. You wanted to make a test that measures someone's math skill. So you'd want to see that that test was similar to, say, a test that measures somebody's statistical knowledge. So if it was highly correlated with a statistical knowledge test, that's convergent validity because they're similar. But you wouldn't want it to be correlated with something that you know would be unrelated to mathematical skill, say, a measure of attractiveness. There's no relationship between somebody's ability to perform mathematics well and their attractiveness. So if you had a measure of attractiveness and it had no correlation with your math skill test, then you would say you have divergent validity. So it's unlike something that it should be unlike. So that's what we really see here with the healthy personality profile and the personality disorders. So the personality disorder that had the strongest negative correlation with the healthy personality profile was actually borderline personality disorder. And we see here that it's interesting in how it was different. Borderline personality disorder isn't the opposite of a healthy personality profile. Instead, we saw that borderline personality disorder is actually remarkably similar in the areas of openness to experience and extroversion. The big difference on extroversion would be that individuals with borderline personality disorder would usually have a lower score on positive emotions. And again, this is completely understandable. Where we saw the big differences between borderline and the healthy personality would be in neuroticism. We saw higher neuroticism with borderline and of course, lower conscientiousness and lower agreeableness. They also looked at a few other constructs like narcissism and psychopathy. They found with narcissism, individuals who are narcissistic would be higher in the tendency to exploit people, but actually lower 
and grandiosity as compared to a healthy personality. So that was a bit surprising. And with psychopathy, they saw that the elements of psychopathy, specifically stress immunity and boldness, were actually highly positively correlated with a healthy personality. Now, of course, there were some other elements of psychopathy that were negatively correlated. So with all this, with the personality disorders and different traits and healthy personality, it's very easy to get into this mindset of, well, most people are going to have a personality that deviates from a healthy personality. So is that bad? Well, no, this is just looking at the optimal healthy personality. And of course, this is subjective. This paper really just did its best to define a very difficult construct to identify this healthy personality. So if your personality doesn't line up well with the healthy personality, I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. I know that my personality doesn't line up very well with the healthy personality at all. I have conscientiousness and openness to experience that are much higher than the healthy personality. And again, higher isn't always better. Extreme scores are usually considered negative in terms of mental health. So as I was reading this, I was thinking, well, I guess I don't have a mentally healthy personality either, but I don't think that's really a bad thing. Everyone's different. We need to appreciate diversity. This is just trying to look at what is this one particular profile we can identify to use as a standard for comparison. That's what they're really trying to do here. It's also important to remember here that there's an accuracy, an error with a paper like this always. I like the five-factor model as a method of understanding personality, but it is not perfect. It doesn't capture certain constructs very well at all, like flexibility. That's your ability to move from a low facet score to a high facet score or the opposite. The ability to take a particular facet and be flexible as needed within that facet. The five-factor model, again, doesn't capture this well. It also doesn't capture authenticity very well or insight, which, of course, we know insight is crucial in mental health. So, again, we have to be careful about interpreting these findings. But I thought this was an interesting study and probably one of the only ways to really answer that question, what is the best personality profile? Again, there is no best, but I made a good effort here, I think, to answer it based on mental health and what might be optimal. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardknowpodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.